Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome to Gross Anatomy Podcast, where we discuss the sights, sounds, and sights, smells. Sights, smells, and sounds. Sights, smells, and sounds of medicine as it relates to pop culture and the world around us. Movies, TV, and the world Movies, around us. Movies, TV, you gotta books. You've got to work on that a little bit. And books. <laughs> yes. Right. I want to practice in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that's our pitch. Yeah. So welcome. Thanks everybody. for joining us. Who are you? I'm Lauren Taylor. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. And what are we doing today, Lauren? Well, this month is Women's History Month. So I thought we would talk about famous women in medicine and science. Oh, that's fun. Um, pop culture news. I thought of you because we discussed James Lipton the other day, and yeah. he just died. James Lipton died. Yeah, he died on Monday, and Who's um, James at the Lipton? age of ninety-three. Yeah, he's an inside the actor studio host. Right, but what was he famous for? Um, I think just was he, was just he teaching teacher? that school? Yeah, yeah and then the he started this studio. show. Right. right. Is that all he was? He was a teacher from inside the actor. From I don't know what he was before. I know, like, was I love the show Arrested Development. He was actually on that show, just playing as a the, regular. No, no, no. It was like. A few episodes where he mm. played the police warden. Oh wow! But um, yeah, or the prison warden. Right. But that's so that's what I know him from. And then he interviewed the whole Arrested Development cast, and I thought that was really good on oh, the show. Saw that. So that really made me laugh. As a group, or as a group, interesting. So I thought that he was. was fun. I thought he was a very good interviewer. I was asking you where you like you you seem to be really good at interviewing, and you say you learned a little bit from him. He has a little bit of my inspiration, or or when I interview. We have visiting doctors who come in and talk to our students every week, mm-hmm. and I and I'm channeling my James Lipton. So James up there, um, thanks thanks yeah. for giving me a little bit of pointers. The other really good interview that I loved was um, Alec Baldwin. Um, oh, I don't think I saw that one, but I do like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I like Alec Baldwin, and he one of the things I think he asks um, all the all the guests James Lipton used to ask is, "What's your favorite curse word?" And oh, I forgot about that yeah, segment. Yeah, it was totally uh, you know inappropriate. I maybe I should start doing it with my doctors too, <laughs> with my pre med students. Um, probably not. Probably not. Doctors. No, definitely not. Um, Although right. interestingly, today our guest doctor, who's a red, who is a who's a surgery resident, um, I make all the students go around the room and tell us um, about them, where they're at school, who they're shadowing, and and sometimes we'll ask them like a funny thing. What are they doing on spring break? What are they? So the doctor said, tell us what show you're currently watching on Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, a lot of the kids said, there was a big group that said you, the TV show You. Oh, uh, we, we started that. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, about the serial Yeah, I was like, no, not for me. We, I watched it. You did watch the yeah, whole thing? the whole thing. I think it's like two seasons it's now. It's two seasons. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've started a lot of shows and just given up. Exactly. But that's interesting that that's their go-to is you, pretty much. A, lot, a few of the kids, more than I would have thought, okay. said you. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So we'll get into our main topic, National Women's History Month of March. Very Encourage us segue. to honor the women who mm-hmm. came before us. Wait, there were women who came before us? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it serves as a way to not only remember them, but keep carrying their torch onward. That's great. So in your practice as a female doctor but do you know who the first female doctor was in america no but you do elizabeth blackwell elizabeth blackwell when do you think she became a doctor and made history lauren i don't remember well let's guess maybe but i want you to guess the 
even though I read it, I already forgot your, <laughs> your synopsis. I'm going to guess the early, like the 1920s. 1849. Wow. Yeah. That's better than I thought. Yes. She started as and a... And she was a real doctor. She was. She started training as a midwife. Right. Um, and then she kept pursuing medicine, and mm. she returned to New York City to practice, but no one would hire a female physician. Um, so she decided to open her own dispensary in a house's rented room. What's a dispensary? I don't know. It's like a pharmacy. Like a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So several years later in 1857, she opened the New York Infirmary, which focused on caring for the poor. So she did all this stuff. She became a doctor, even though nobody wanted her to do anything. She opens her own practice, starts working for the poor. I think it's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. She's a woman to remember in history. Just as something, a total aside is... Do you know how surgeons initially started? No. There was something called barbers and surgeons. So, because back in the day, there a lot of the surgery was like amputations and war injuries mm-hmm. and war wounds, and there wasn't a lot of training in the anatomy and the surgery. They had to just be fast. Mm-hmm. And who was good at using a knife and a oh, scissor? It was barbers. Right. So, in the beginning, it was barbers were, were the surgeons, just as an interesting side note. So is that where this idea for Sweeney Todd came from? It might have been, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of when you say that. Yeah. Like, um, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so Thank she you. was also the inspiration for Elizabeth Garrett Anderson, who became the first English female doctor, but they didn't have a female doctor in England until 1876. Wow. So I thought that was cool. That is interesting. American woman uh, was the inspiration for an English gal to become a doctor. Interesting. Do you have any women you want to talk about? Do I have women that I want to talk about who are doctors or in the healthcare profession or both? We're, ju- we're just talking about women doctors? No, just women in history. Well, th- well there's something, and, I'm, and I'm, I must confess, I'm Googling, um, called the Blalock-Tausig shunt. Mm. Um, that is a surgical procedure used to fix the heart's uh, congenital uh, heart defects. Okay. And they actually made a movie of it um, called, um, I don't remember the movie, but uh, we could look it up. What is it? Can, all right. The Blaylock Talsic Shunt. This is also in the, um, and... It's a movie about that? It's, it's a, so Alfred Blaylock was the famous heart surgeon. Okay. And Helen Tausig, T-A-U-S-S-I-G, was a cardiologist, a heart doctor not a surgeon um and something the lord made something the lord made yeah so that was the movie uh it's actually a very good movie it's based on this true story Uh, the movie is more about vivian thomas who wasn't a doctor who was the assistant of blaylock of this famous heart surgeon Mm -hmm. and he was black and he wasn't a doctor but he was instrumental in in developing these procedures and doing these procedures and saving and creating this life-saving procedure. Um, and the story was more about him than this woman, this cardiologist. Okay. Um, they were her patients, um, but but she's someone that comes to mind. And okay. he does too. Yeah. Um, and you need they to watch that movie. awarded him like an honorary doctorate, I think. Oh, wow. Um, Good for him. But she did get the naming of the shunt after her. Oh, that's cool. Right. All right. Something the Lord made. I feel like that's come up before and I've just forgot to watch it. It might have. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. All right. We'll have to look into that. And it saved thousands of lives. Thousands. Um, So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Other female doctors. So 
There's uh, Jocelyn Elders. Do you know who that is? She she was a surgeon general. She became surgeon general. Yeah, surgeon general. But she was the first board-certified pediatric endocrinologist. I said it so badly. But that's what you do. I do surgical endocrine, yeah. Yeah, different, I guess. Right. But different, well, because she's pediatric, similar. right? And you don't do pediatric, and I, and do you? She doesn't, no. Okay. And she does the medicine side. Okay. Of okay. Like the hormones in kids and trying to figure out why a kid's not developing and this and that, and so that's what she did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. But she became the Surgeon General. Right, which under is amazing. Which uh, the first, uh, the second female Surgeon General and the first African American Surgeon mm-hmm. General in 1993 under President Bill Clinton. Oh, so that was fairly recent. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Right. And then Dr. Lisa Dresner, who is not a famous surgeon, although she should be. She was a trauma surgeon back when I was training. And I'm just going to give a shout out to her. Uh, We're we're friends of each other on social media. Okay. Uh, She's a trauma surgeon, and and I think she actually runs uh, or is the program director uh, of SUNY Downstate New York, State University in New York in Brooklyn, also called Downstate. And she's the reason I'm here in Los Angeles. Oh. So I was all set to do trauma critical care. I was going to become a trauma surgeon. And she, did I tell the story? No, tell. She, she, um, she was my advisor. Uh, she was my, a mentor of mine. And amazing woman, amazing trauma surgeon, great person. Um, and she and, and I was going to do trauma surgery like she was. I was going to go to University of Connecticut. I was all set to go. And she calls me up on the phone and says, Jason, I left something in your mailbox. We had mailboxes back then. And she put a little flyer, a mm-hmm. piece of paper. We actually had paper back then. And she put it in my mailbox. And it talked about the first surgical oncology fellowship at Cedar sinai And she said, I put this in there. It sounds like it's up your alley. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you might be in so on a whim, I flew out to L.A. It was, it was April. It was freezing in New York. The mm-hmm. weather in L.A. was gorgeous. I, did I tell this? No. And I, and I came out to L.A. and I went to Cedar sinai and the weather was amazing. And I saw the Hollywood sign from the hospital, and the, hosp- and the hospital itself was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I met the, the two bosses who ultimately hired me. Um, and I left, and I left LA, and I thought, okay, it was a fun trip, a fun reason to go to LA. Right. Thank you, Dr. Dresner, for telling, giving me an opportunity to just go out to LA. Now I'm going to go be a trauma surgeon. And a few days later, and it's by the way, and it was gorgeous in LA. Mm-hmm. It was freezing, snowing in New York. A few days later, I get a phone call from this guy, Alan LaFour, surgeon, and he calls a cancer surgeon, surgeon, and he calls me up and he goes, "Hey, Jason, you want the job?" And I said, uh, "Okay." <laughs> And so I have You're to cancel. say yes. And that's Good how for I, you. Yeah, it's saying yes. And that's how I wound up here. Thanks to Dr. Lisa Dresner. She changed your life. She changed my the life. The whole trajectory. Totally. I was all set to do one thing, and, and she... Do you still, So you do keep in contact, We keep in touch on social media a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. I Very cool. So I'm giving a shout out to her. Other, um... We're talking about female doctors. Just like medicine, well, science. Well, my wife is a nurse. You yeah. Know? My wife's in healthcare. And I got to tell you, she probably would have been a way better surgeon than I am. She probably would have been an amazing surgeon, period. Like, a mm-hmm. fantastic. Because she's technically amazing. She loves it. She she gets it. She's cutting edge. She, she's willing to try things before other people. So she would have kicked my butt in surgery, mm-hmm. hands down. But she's a, she's a nurse, too. And she's a, a, a trailblazer in terms of nursing. She's a cosmetic nurse. She's mm-hmm. the master injector. And she's a trailblazer in that, and she's great with just 
She's confident. She knows her stuff. No, she's I've studies. seen her. I've literally videotaped her working. She yeah. is amazing. She's amazing. She's impressive. And she's a great nurse and a great healthcare provider, even though we hate that term. But but she's great. She could do it all. Yeah. No, she's a woman. She's a woman in history. And this, she is a woman in history. She's blazing a path. She's blazing a path. So, I yes, agree. definite shout out awarded to uh, Bernice. Exactly. Um, another woman that we kind of talked about because... We talked about in our sex education podcast, our last podcast, um, a council I didn't even know existed, but I referenced the Sex Information and Education Council of the United States. That's how you get your like sex education curriculum and everything. Oh, yeah. So there was nothing really before Mary Calderon. Who, oh, yeah, Mary Calderon. <laughs> you don't know her. I don't know her, no. But, um, yeah, she got a master's in public health from Columbia in 1953, and she went on to become the medical director of Planned Parenthood. And so she's a person, just because... I guess I thought was really cool because we were talking about sex education in our last yeah. podcast and I didn't know about her until I was looking up women in history. So, yeah, she was just very much on for people having greater awareness and improved education about sexual health. So I don't know if they get, pull anything from the actual TV show Sex Education about stuff, maybe they, material she went up, she pioneered. I her don't name know. did not come up. No. Either in my education or my watching sex education. Yeah. Her name did not come up. Yeah. But well, my hat off to her. Yeah. Well, yeah. in 1953, it was really taboo topic. So I'm yes. sure she was definitely a pioneer and being For like, sure. we need to start talking about now, this. Now, we talked about Dr. Ruth also. We did. We did. Oh, yeah. Was we have a whole podcast MD? about Dr. Ruth if we you guys want to listen. And she was a sex therapist. What, what, was she an MD or just a sex therapist? Or I forget now. Uh, I think she was, she was an actual psychologist. Psychologist? I'm pretty sure. And she was a pioneer in yeah in in healthcare and in sex and and marital family Let's relationships. Let's look it up because I want to have the right um, information. She's at EDD from Columbia University. She's an Ed. Yeah. And Ed is a doctor of education, so she is a doctor, mm-hmm. but she's a doctor of education. Okay. And she is um, a sex therapist. A sex therapist. That's right. So and she's amazing, too. Yeah, she's a woman that always comes up as, like, pioneering. Pioneering. So, Dr. Ruth, we also salute you. We salute you, Dr. Ruth. Uh, there's lots of women in history. I'll post something, see what other people want to talk about. Other women in, in medicine? Yeah, just see if there's any uh, shout-outs people want to give. Well, who is the um, Florence Nightingale? Yes, the first nurse, right? Was she the first nurse, or, or she just was amazing taking care of... Uh, says she's the founder of modern nursing. Florence Nightingale was the founder of modern nursing, and she was born in 1820, so that's even longer ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's the founder of modern nursing, um, and she dealt with war, really during the war, and war victims, and, and that's kind of how she blazed sure. the way, she taking saw, care of wounded soldiers. I'm sure she saw some really horrific... Things. Oh my god, she definitely put the gross and gross anatomy. Yeah, she did. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of gross anatomy. Speaking of gross anatomy. You had a gross anatomy story that we didn't get to last week, the flesh-eating bacteria. Right, so a couple of weeks ago I had a patient at one of the hospitals where I work who came in. He often gets, uh, he, the patient would often get little pimples and normally they pop, but this particular one didn't really pop, and mm-hmm. then slowly over the course of days, it started getting bigger and more painful. Mm. And it was on his inner thigh, approaching his groin and testicles, and 
coming towards the butt and everything. And luckily, the patient came in when he came in. Um, unfortunately, even while the patient was in the emergency room, the, the team there in the emergency room could see the redness and the swelling spreading rapidly. And luckily, we got to him soon enough, took him to the operating room, and had to basically open up his entire thigh and groin. And um, luckily, we didn't have to cut away too much stuff, but it was from flesh-eating bacteria. Oh like, so the bacteria got in the actual pimple? Is that how it actually started? Well, we, have, we, we don't, you know, you don't the know. The crazy thing is we have bacteria living on us. We all have okay. bacteria living on us, tons and tons of bacteria. Mm-hmm. No one's freaking out about that, you know? Right. Um, and we have getting back to coronavirus. We mm-hmm. all have bacteria all over the place. And some bacteria are good, some are bad, and sometimes the bad ones, and we all have bad bacteria living on us too, but sometimes Mm -hmm. the bad one gets a chance to kind of uh, take over a little bit for whatever reason. We don't totally know why. That's the amazing thing. Um, And it just starts spreading, and it gets into the system, and then it gets into the blood system, and it starts spreading in the tissues and and causing more harm. And, Mm. And if not, and if ignored and left alone, it could eventually cause someone to die, believe it or not. So, you know, we got to the guy uh, on time. He needed a ton of antibiotics. And, and slowly with surgery, a couple of surgeries, the guy got better. By no means was this the worst. I've seen, I've seen different types of flesh-eating bacteria in all sorts of people, which is crazy. I've seen it in attorneys who went to the nail salon. I've seen uh, it in famous rock stars who, for whatever reason, have I have it. thought about that when I've gone to the nail salon. Yeah, I've seen it in, you name it, I've seen it in everybody, in every situation who knows why? And we don't always know why. Um, but actually, I told the story even today of one patient it, it, to my pre-med class when I was a med student back in Brooklyn at Downstate in New York. Um, this amazing woman, uh, I think um, probably from one of the Caribbean islands or something, maybe Haiti, I don't remember, who developed a flesh-eating bacteria of her entire groin, so much so that we have to fillet open her vagina, her abdominal wall, down to the muscle, and she was just like filleted open, you know, like a horror movie. Everything was open. And back in those days, we used to have to go to her and change her dressings twice a day. So we had to pull out all this gauze, Mm -hmm. and we'd give her a little bit of pain medicine, but nowhere was enough. And we used to sing with her, back in the day and she would sing with us because it hurt her and it was like hot and for whatever reason remember that song hot 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 so we would (laughs) all sing that song with her it's going hot hot and we would sing that song with her and that's how she kind of got through the dressing changes she had this amazing personality can do twice a day we used to have to remove the packing pack new packing in and eventually it healed and she got better. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. She got better. She made it out of the you hospital. You have two happy stories about flesh-eating bacteria. I'm like, I should be used to gross most, anatomy because we've been doing this for no, a while. most of them are happy. But At least last locally, week you yeah. had the open heart surgery and it was like a oh, lot of true. like, and yeah. then he didn't survive. Right. And I was like waiting for it. No, most But she didn't make it. I was like, dang it. I'm rooting for this hot, hot, hot lady. No, she made it. And, All right, and okay. I, I don't know where she, where she went off to, but she totally made it. Wound healed. And in fact, I've seen occasionally it spread even to the testicles, and men have lost their testicles. It's that bad, or even wow. their penis, believe it or not. I mean, wherever it goes, it could be really bad and potentially fatal. But luckily, I've seen more, way more survivors with flesh and bacteria because luckily we've gotten to it fairly early. And there's no like tips to not get it. I mean, other than just like just clean your as, wounds. Same thing as Corona, you know. The, um, hand washing. Hand washing. Shower. 
Mm-hmm. I think showering with soap and water daily is good. Yeah. Um, don't go, you know, a lot of people like if they get like weird things, they like to start, oh, I squeezed it and I, I did know. this. I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think soap and water, keep it dry and clean. Uh, and when in doubt, go to the doctor. Don't right. wait. That's right. the main thing is don't wait. If something seems weird or wacky, go to the doctor. Go get it checked out. I absolutely agree with that. anything. Right. So uh, thanks for joining us. Yep. Right, Lauren? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy, where we do discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine, how it relates to pop culture, TV, and the world around us. Woo. Next week, we're going to have a guest. We're very excited. Very excited. And don't forget to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay safe. But if you do touch your face, make sure your hands are clean. There you go. And don't lick people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.